Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Well, the Ridge 250 is in its fifth year. It's published exclusively by The Australian Today, and it reveals the top innovators, developers, philanthropists, techpreneurs who are leading the way when it comes to wealth in this country. It's the biggest list of its kind published annually. The Ridge 250 showcases, and it also celebrates Australian success stories, industry stalwarts, and inspiring entrepreneurs. It's all tied together by the Australian business journalist, John Stensolt, who edits it. John, welcome to SEN, and thanks a lot for your time this morning. Oh, no problem, Sam. Good to be with you. The first question is, how on earth is this list put together, and how and who and where and why? How do you formulate it? Because an enormous amount of research and time must go into to compiling lists like this. Yeah, it certainly does. It takes me a few months, but, I mean, there's a lot of work in the background. I end up speaking to a lot of these people on the list uh, as well. Definitely on background, but they do uh, they do all read it. Trust me. So they <laughs> getting a few comments already from them. That no, I usually head it off by uh, by trying to talk to them beforehand. So they yeah, it's it's almost like a they have a bit of a sporting mentality. I reckon they're very 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 competitive. So yeah, just for their scorecards, wealth, not not uh, you know the bat and ball or something like that. <laughs> we'll get to the names in a moment, which everyone will know and 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 know well. Of course, they are big names in all forms of industry in Australia. But if you are to get a complaint, John, is it a complaint that the value isn't quite high enough? It can be that, definitely, definitely, <laughs> or you've left me off or something like that, yeah, 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 and I tell them that uh, we need to talk again uh, a bit more uh, next time, so that, that does help. I love it. So looking at the list, uh, wealth would appear to come in all sorts of shapes and sizes, there's plenty of variety. Yeah, absolutely, I mean, look, it's a, it's a bit of a snapshot of Australia, full stop, right, I mean, there's, there's, there's mining magnates, there's tech entrepreneurs, there's people making money in old-fashioned industries like manufacturing that are going really, really well again, but... Uh, yeah, they, they do. There's some fascinating characters and there is a lot of big names on it. And uh, look, mm. you know, they have a lot of sporting passions too, right? Yeah, well, I know you'll have a list in front of you here. So no surprises uh, for listeners this morning to learn that mining features uh, as the main industry at the pointy end of the list. So Gina Reinhardt at a lazy $37 billion. You've got her valuated at uh, Andrew Forrest behind her, 35.2. And and uh, Clive Palmer's in there as well, of course, $20 billion. So um, the Prats are in there. Um but the sporting realm, if you like, John, which is why we're on air each and every day here at SEN, who, who have you got in there from the, from the industry of sport? Well, there's literally dozens of them. I mean, there's, if you take uh, someone like who owns an entire competition, like Larry Kestelman with the NBL, for example, so he's on the list. He's worth about 800 odd million, and that's going up, actually, uh, because his basketball uh, mm. investments are going well. I mean, he paid $7 million for the NBL, uh, whatever it was, six, seven years ago now. That'd be worth a lot more. He's stakes in Melbourne United, Tassie, uh, the other Jack Jumpers, Brisbane Bullets as well. I mean, that's actually going up in value. So, and then you could then it just ranges to like someone like a Jerry Ryan who owns a bit of the Storm. He owns Melbourne Cup winners. He owns uh, WNBL teams. He's, he's owned A League teams in the past. Uh, cycling teams. I mean, you know, sponsors of, yeah. of teams. You just mentioned Andrew Forrest. He actually owns uh, or backs Western Force in rugby union. So, yeah, there's there's just so many really intriguing examples from broadcasters to uh, to actual team owners as well. Yeah, and a lot of these men and women, as you say, invest their money in sport, which which is great. So, Larry Kesselman, uh, as you said, NBL owner. What have you got him valued at? 
Yeah, so he's about eight hundred and eighty million this year. So and that's up uh, roughly ten percent from last year. So uh, yeah, again, just because I mean he's he's in property, he makes a lot of money. He's also got a, uh, an outsourcing and call center business in Philippines. It's very very profitable. But um, you know, sports been very good for him. And you mentioned Jerry Ryan, who would have to be probably um, sports' greatest philanthropist, I think, in this country. Um, the Caravan King, of course, Jayco Caravan owner. That's how he he made his fortune. But uh, geez, he's his portfolio of sports, as you touched on, is probably have to be the most diverse out there. And what have we got him at? Maybe tick over seven hundred million, is it? Yeah, that's right. A bit over seven hundred, seven hundred and seven million. We probably uh, we probably underclub Jerry a bit because he's just too humble to tell me much more than that. So, but <laughs> yeah, Jayco does very, very, very well. But he. Does yeah, he spends a lot. I mean, you know, the cycling team alone would, would probably yep. cost I don't know ten, twelve million dollars a year. It's fascinating. Yeah, that's an extraordinary outlay for him, and that is, and that is a labour of love too. Because I, I look far bit for me to say, but I'm not sure the return on investment, and it would be for a lot of for all these sports, wouldn't it? I mean, they are they are passion projects for these people. They are, yeah. I mean, it's hard to make a buck from sport. I mean, it really is. Uh, there's an altruistic sort of element to it. I mean, you can make money if you buy and sell a team, and if the team goes up in value like a house, I suppose. You just hope that the prices keep going up. It's not always the case. So, yeah, most of them have that sporting mentality as well. Although we do have a couple of uh, people on the list that, that have played footy, for example. You know, back, back a while ago now, I mean, Lindsay Fox was uh, in the reserves at St Kilda and Jeff Chapman actually played a game in, for Melbourne in the VFL back in yeah. the 60s. So, yeah, there's a couple of, you know, uh, people who actually stepped over the uh, the white line, so to speak, too. And you got Lloyd Williams there, of course. Um, what are we, uh, $870 million, if, if I got that right? Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, Lloyd's, uh, Lloyd's still going strong. Uh, um, he'd, be, he'd probably be worth more if he hadn't spent all that money on uh, on Melbourne Cup uh, horses over the years. But he's won plenty of trophies, so I don't think he's, he... He, he wouldn't care less, I reckon. He, the, the trophies are the things for him, so six times or whatever it is. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, we were talking about passion projects, and that's certainly one for him. So, uh, uh, as I said, fifth year in here, John. I mean, how did, what were the origins of the idea, and um, was it initially a little bit daunting to take on? How did you how did you come across oh, as a no, concept? I've been doing it in various, various guises yeah. you know, at other places over time. It's probably about 15 years, I think, since I was, you know, put together my first you know, wealth edition. Yeah, look, it's one of those things that people really love to read. I mean, there's... You know, it charts the good and the bad and, and everything in between, I think. I mean, people love, uh, you know, a good success story, obviously, but there's people on, on this list that are definitely, uh, you know, rogues as well. So they do go yeah. up and down. But, I mean, the one thing is is that a lot of them are self-made. and they You know, they don't start with much and uh, and they work really, really hard and, as I said, have that competitive mentality and just keep going and going, a bit like, you know, the sports stars out there too. Now, you got it at 250, and I've seen the top 10 here, but uh, any scope to extrapolate it out, create a bit more work for yourself in the future? <laughs> right now, I'm feeling extremely tired. I, I think the thought of doing 300 or 500 would, uh, <laughs> yeah. would just about finish me off. But, yeah, uh, you're right. I mean, there's, there's so many names that are also just underneath as well. Yeah. Just, just have such fascinating stories. So that's what it is, I think, ultimately. It's all the, the colour and movement around these people. That's what... That's what um, that's what the readers really love, I think. John, great to talk to you, mate. I appreciate you lending us some of your time this morning. It's in the Australian. It is the Rich 250 for the fifth year. It's a it's a must-read, a compelling list. I really appreciate your time, John. Thanks, Sam. Cheers, sir.